Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. Show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Ruth. 2016 episode 2 creatively titled part 2 okay so this episode covers uh the events of episodes 3 through 5 of the original series i believe yeah those were all hour long so 3 through 5 uh it starts with kunta kinte's second escape attempt and getting his foot cut off Uh, Then it goes to meeting Belle and the relationship that formed with her and eventually marrying her. Uh, Goes to the birth of Kizzy, the death of Fiddler, uh, and then ends with the slavery and rape of Kizzy, uh, followed, followed by the subsequent birth of Chicken George. By the way, that rape sequence... Every bit as heartbreaking in the remake as it was in the original. In fact, uh, much like the whipping sequence at the end of the last episode, uh, the cinematic edge this show has, the cinematic, the more cinematic feel this remake has compared to the original, uh, almost makes it hit harder. Uh, it's extremely effective and brilliant and uh, so amazingly handled and devastating as shit. Uh, By the way, Kizzy played in this show very well uh, by Emery Crutchfield. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing her name. She's very, very good. Anyway, point is, uh, that's everything this this episode covers from the original series. Uh, And it does pretty much all of it well enough. It touches upon all those points uh, in a solid enough way. It is a... Decent, worthy retelling, uh, and credit where credit is due. Uh, this episode does not feel nearly as rushed as the first episode did when they tried to condense episodes one and two into just a single episode. Uh, this feels significantly less rushed. It feels like it has significantly more breathing room. Uh, It still is kind of rushed in certain aspects, uh, but for the most part, they do a fairly good job compared to the last episode of giving every plot point enough time to breathe. But while most of this is the same, there's a ton of differences in this episode, uh, more than I remembered, actually, if I'm being 
totally honest. Uh, so this episode starts, like, this, the second escape attempt is underway. There's no lead-up to it. He's just, he's escaped. We get our totally unnecessary Lawrence Fishburne uh, exposition dump, and then Kunta's just gone. Uh, and we get this entire elongated sequence where he joins the British in the Revolutionary War. And he becomes this contingent, uh, he becomes part of this contingent of slaves that the British used essentially as human shields. Under the promise of freedom, so long as uh, you beat the odds and are that point zero 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 one percent that doesn't get shot immediately. Uh, so you get this entire set piece of Kunta Kinte fighting with the British in the Revolutionary War. And, I mean, look. Is it necessary? No. It does feel very side-questy for the most part. And if you cut it out, nothing would really be lost. Uh, but it is an interesting little, uh, little side journey in there. It is an interesting little flourish that does make it... The tiniest bit more engaging that does make it uh, the tiniest bit more fascinating. Uh, and it's a good little side adventure before we get back to retelling that original story. Uh, when Kunta and Belle are getting married, there's this one scene where Kunta has issues with the tradition of jumping the broom... Uh, because it's very clearly like, oh, the white man's laughing at us. They're controlling how we get married, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and there's this this minor conflict between Kunta and Belle along this on their wedding day. And it's so, so unnecessary. It's so random and forced and just shoved in there. And it just... It adds nothing. It adds nothing. It is pointless. It is a totally random conflict uh, that we definitely did not need. Uh, now, one of the more significant changes in this episode is how Fiddler dies. So, Fiddler, in the original, was just sitting under a tree with Kunta. He was playing his fiddle. And then he heard the fiddle stop. Kunta looks back over and Fiddler's just slumped over. And it was this very, like, gone peacefully one day. Uh, very sudden, very heartbreaking loss. But in this remake, uh, he actually gets killed by slave catchers. Who just randomly catch Kunta and Fiddler on the road and are like, Hey, uh... You can't be on the road this late at night. We're gonna kill you now. Uh, and Fiddler dies protecting Kunta. So Kunta can run away with Kizzy. And get back to the farm with Belle. Uh, and as a result, Kunta has this momentary, like, white-hot anger. Where he's just like, we're escaping! We're escaping right now! Now... This is one of those changes where I don't see why they felt the need to adjust this sequence. I don't see why they felt the need 
to make this different. But at the same time, like, I don't have any problem with it. I don't have any problem with them uh, making Fiddler's death an honorable sacrifice so that Kunta and his child can escape and have a chance at life. Like, I don't have a problem with that at all. I don't have any issue with them making that change. Uh, It is an honorable death. It's this really nice bow on Fiddler's arc. It's this nice way to see how far he's come uh, since we first met him. Like, basically... Basically, it's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. It's a different take that has merit. Uh, We see some flashes of Kizzy's childhood. Rather than just cutting to her as a teenager, which... Fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I enjoy seeing little... Little tiny Kizzy. That's all good. Uh, We see a montage of Kunta training Kizzy basically to escape. Essentially, like, giving her the tools she needs to defend herself. Uh, You see that montage of her trying to run up to... Uh, the horse is back, and it's it, it's a it's a nice montage. It's a nice little father daughter training deal. Kunta passing on the skills that Kizzy needs uh, to survive as a slave, and to one day be free. Hopefully, again, does it need to be there? No, but it's a nice little thing. It's a nice little side. Deal, And it almost actually pays off. Uh, We get this really good, tense, heart-pounding scene where Kizzy tries to escape from these, uh, from these slave catchers, tries to escape from, uh, from being uh, brought to the new plantation. I keep wanting to say the Moore Plantation, but they changed all the last names of the slave owners, and it makes it real confusing, but whatever. It almost pays off, but then they catch her again, and they just bring her over to be to be brutally raped, which is uh, unfortunate. Is not a strong enough word for it. Uh, but it's a nice little sequence. Uh, there's one sequence where a massive hurricane comes through the plantation, and Kunta and Bell are dealing with it, tending to the. Master's family, getting them in a cellar, and then trying to survive the storm above ground, because apparently slaves aren't allowed down there, uh, and they lose Kizzy, we, she may or may not have run off with Noah. What a waste of time this sequence is. Like, it's just, it's the most unnecessary, pointless, time waster. In this entire episode. Like, at least with... Because, look, the revolution thing, not necessary. Uh, the training to escape thing, not necessary. But at least all of those, like... They added something. Uh, if not narratively speaking or substantively speaking, it added some interesting set pieces. This hurricane, it's just like... Um... Well, we have a budget... Big storm? Big storm, yes! And they just do this one totally unnecessary big storm sequence. It changes nothing. It provides 
nothing interesting on its own merits. It's just, it's just there. And we spend like five minutes on it. It wastes everyone's time. And it, it, it especially pisses me off because the time we spent on this hurricane could have easily been spent on, oh, I don't know, uh, making us believe that Kunta actually wanted to be a Mandinka warrior or uh, adding in any of the other more nuanced elements of those first few episodes of Roots. Uh, maybe we could have gotten Fanta at all, because remember, Fanta's not in this show for some reason. They cut her out entirely because... Reasons. Like, that hurricane, like... That hurricane sequence, it's just... I don't understand why that's there. It adds nothing. It is totally uninteresting. I don't care. Like, it's just this big, loud sequence... That only exists to show off how much of a budget this version of Roots has over the 70s version. It's just random. Uh, But the last big change. uh, Oh boy. So this is after Kizzy's rape. After Chicken George is born. uh, There is a brief moment where Kizzy almost kills herself with her baby. Holy shit. I'm gonna be honest. I I totally forgot this was there. And this just tightens the pain of Kizzy's experience uh, being raped probably multiple times by this cruel, cruel master. Uh, still named Tom, but the that last name changed to not more. It, it's so confusing. I swear to God, why they change the last names of the slave owners in this version? It makes it it makes it so hard to talk about this with any form of continuity. But whatever. It just hammers home. It just pushes across the finish line. Just how horrific Kizzy's existence was when first coming to this new plantation. Uh, just how horrific uh, that rape was and that uh, complete dehumanization, that complete violation of her body and her soul. Like, it's it's atrocious and devastating. Uh, and to watch her, like, nine months later, the baby is born, and she, like, almost kills herself with her baby in her arms. Like, it's just... Oh! It just makes it more devastating and heartbreaking, and good God. Uh, so, yeah. That's a thing, and that's how the episode ends. Uh, and... mm, I have one more bullet point, and it's about... Uh, it's another reason why this remake is inferior to the original, and I just, uh, <laughs> I'm transferring from almost suicide from rape PTSD, uh, to this technical annoyance. I'm bad at writing notes. I'm bad at creating segues. I'm bad at constructing this in a way that doesn't make me look like a terrible person. I suck. But anyway, uh, so, 
this episode takes place over multiple decades. Uh, we've gone past the young Kunta Kinte. We're now in the adult Kunta Kinte era. And the way in which they age up Kunta Kinte to reflect these passing decades, it is so lazy. Because the original recasted Kunta Kinte from young to adult uh, replaced LeVar Burton with John Amos, which was a good decision. But they keep Malachi Kirby the entire time, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going to do that, if you're going to, if you're going to keep the same actor the entire time, then you need to put some form of effort into aging him up over the course of the series. And they don't do that to the extent that they should. Like, they put a little bit of old makeup, of old man makeup on Malachi Kirby in the Kizzy years. But it's not enough to be convincing. Like, it doesn't hold a candle to, like, Leslie Uggams or Ben Vereen in the original Roots, uh, the aged-up Kizzy, the aged-up Chicken George. Like, they made that shit believable. They made that shit so, so incredibly believable. Like, you believed that that was the natural aging of those characters and not the same actors, uh, the same young actors playing the old men versions of themselves. Like, if you're not going to recast with an older actor, you need to make the younger actors look convincingly old. And this remake completely failed at that. Completely failed to make him in any way convincing as old man Kunta. It's laughable. It's quite frankly laughable. And it takes you out of it. It really takes you out of this remake. Uh, because unlike the original, where they did a good job of aging up everyone, this time around, it's just like, I mean, this is supposed to be your, like, 15-year-old daughter, but you look like, you look like 22. I, I don't believe that you're this chick's father. I don't believe that at all. It's just, it's so weird. Like, they just got so lazy in the makeup department and just half-assed it, laughably so. Uh, and it just makes this remake just a little bit, just a little bit less believable than it should be. Hell, a lot less believable than it should be, quite frankly. Uh, but yeah, it's still fine. Uh, this is definitely a better a, a better paced episode than the first one. This is definitely a much less egregious episode than the first one in terms of its condensing and its adjusting. But, you know, it's it's still not as good as the original. And, uh, spoiler alert, that's not going to change in the last two episodes. So, get ready for more of me being an old man. <laughs> If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in 
as well. It's as simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that's going to work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, on Monday, we will be discussing Roots 2016 Episode 3. Talk to you then.